Welcome to the Fantasy NASCAR Podcast. This is going to be the third and hopefully, not hopefully, this is the last time that I'm going to talk about crew chiefs. And we're going to do it now. We're going to finish it. We're going to close it. So I'm going to get moving. Raceforthefries.com. You know the gist. Please sign up to the Patreon. Please subscribe to YouTube, the podcast. Do all the likes and stuff. We got to get moving. We last left off with Chase Briscoe. We want to look at Johnny Klausmeyer. What's the story on Johnny Klausmeyer? Again, this is research for me. If this doesn't help you, I am sorry. If this isn't scripted, if I'm not point by bullet point giving you the information that you need to build better fantasy NASCAR lineups, that's not what I'm doing here. I am going over these guys on my own to remember who these guys are and what they've done, where they've been, and all the musical chairs that's happened with crew chiefs. If it's not as efficient as it needs to be, I'm sorry. This is just a raw look at how I would do research for the crew chiefs. All right. I can't explain anymore because we've got to get moving or we're never going to get through this. And I'm never going to know these guys. Klausmeyer doesn't jump out at me. I can't remember anything about Klausmeyer. So Johnny Klausmeyer, crew chief for Chase Briscoe. Where has he been? Arca series with Chase Briscoe. Okay, that was just a a one-off. 2016-17 2016-17 through 22, so seven years, 144 races, full-time for Eric Almirola in 18 and 19, then full-time for Clint Boyer in 20 and 2021, or in 2020, and then 2021. I imagine but Booger Ravage, I think, was there before. All right, so Almirola, he did get a win with Almirola. That was a plate track win, I believe, in 2018. He got a win with Kurt Busch once upon a time in a one-off race, subbing. I think I remember that one. I can't remember that race he was subbing for. Pocono. Yeah, something stands out there. All right, you got to play race. Not the greatest record in terms of wins for Johnny Klausmeyer. 46 top 10s in 144 races. That's not terrible. I mean, last year, three top 10s. That's really weak for Chase Briscoe. But Chase Briscoe got moved up too soon, if you're asking me. And then did not have the ability to have practice. Then you've got the added part of was SHR building for 2022. Were they punting last season because they knew the Gen 6 model was gone? I don't know. There's a lot of question marks surrounding SHR, more so than any other big team that I remember in recent memory. Even when Hendrick was making a bunch of changes and bringing in their new drivers with Byron and Bowman and Elliott, there are more questions with Custer, Briscoe, Almirola is on the way out. So who knows what's, who's going to take that or where, how, what kind of effect that's going to have as the season plays out. How much longer is Kevin Harvick? A lot of people didn't think Kevin Harvick was going to be here this season. I, for one, thought there was a really good chance that Kevin Harvick was going to be in the Fox booth. I don't know. A lot of question marks with SHR last season, and that is going to continue. Oh, will it? All right. Looking at performances, though, with Chase Clinton Boyer, only 11 top 10s, 12 top 10s. If we go back to 2018, though, where we had a lower down for, low down force, high horsepower, probably the best package that we ever had, 17 top 10s for Eric Amaral and Stuart Harris Racing. Now, that was also a season where Kevin Harvick was an absolute beast, and I would imagine that Kevin Harvick's notes were carrying over. It was a pretty solid team. You had Kevin Harvick, you had Clint Boyer, who was strong and won a couple races that season. Eric Almirola, obviously 17 top 10s. I think Suarez was there, I guess, halfway decent. You know, the silver lining, the bright side, you could say that, well, maybe Klausmeyer just struggled in this package. And going back to that package could help Chase Briscoe out a lot. 
All right, that's enough information on Johnny Klausmeyer. I'm not going to go any deeper because we'll never get through all of these guys. Next guy on our list is Garrett Smithley, Mike Hillman. Are we really going to look up Mike Hillman? No, we're not. Mike Hillman has bounced around forever. All right, I'll look it up just to show you his career trajectory. Hillman was with decent teams way back when. He's bounced around in the Xfinity Cup Series. I think he did some time with um, with Kyle Busch in the Truck Series at one point. He's been all over the place, but mainly the Cup Series, I think he's just been these backmarker teams for the last forever years. You see all his part-time work, backmarker work for Rick Ware. Not really a good job in the Cup Series. Xfinity Series, it's pretty much the same thing. He's doing some of that. I thought, though, in the Truck Series, maybe he was with somebody halfway decent. Crew Chief in 2018. Now, maybe I'm thinking of another Hillman anyway. Not anything I'm going to research or worry about. Daniel Hemrick's Crew Chief is going to be Matt Swiderski. Who is Swiderski? That's why we're doing this. Oh, why is that? A long, awkward pause if you're listening to the audio version because I'm doing research. I'm trying to do my best to talk along so that it, there aren't these awkward silences. It's a lot easier than you think it is, folks. And see, I mean, I just typed in colleague because I'm so distracted by having to perform and entertain while I should just be straight researching. But hey, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to give you some information, maybe help you kill some time at work today. Maybe you find this podcast useful sometime. Matt Swiderski from Clemens, North Carolina. Crew Chief Cup Series, doing part-time work here for, he's got 10 races, that's all colleague. Xfinity Series, he got a start in 2017 for Ty Dillon, that would have been RCR, and then these are all kind of RCR cars. Then it looks like in 2018, he did some work with Austin Sendrick in the Xfinity Series. That was, oh my. No, oh my, what a boy, oh boy. Uh, he's been off and on the Xfinity series. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Some of you looking at the screen and more knowledgeable DFS NASCAR, just straight NASCAR lunatics with a mania, probably know what I just realized. Uh, Swiderski, back with Ty Dillon last year, did two races, some races here with Penske off and on. So it looks like Swiderski is jumping over from Penske and now is going to do full time for a colleague. Now, I'm not completely sure, but I'm pretty confident the, these 2018 cars, and some of these for Penske, were with the 22 car in 2018. Maybe they all were, actually. Yeah, I believe they all were. Okay. I thought for a second that Swiderski was the crew chief for the notorious 60 Roush car. We'll double check. I, it looks like... Nope. Yeah, they were. <laughs> so I thought of feeling uh, I could I just remember 2018 Austin Cindric part-time driver. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. No, they weren't. That's showing me all of his races. I only want to see the races where he was the crew chief. No, they weren't good. All right. All right, so those Austin Cindric races, oh, well, not that it matters. Well, just the feeling would be that if old Matt Swiderski was the crew chief of that cursed 60 car, make me worry a little bit for Daniel Hemrick. It wasn't the case. He was with Austin Cindric when Cindric was not in the 60, because there were a couple races where he was in the 60. Ty Majeski was in the 60. You name it, a bunch of people jumped into that 60 Roush slash Cindric car. 
But there were other times where Cindric was in the 12 because Logano was in the 22 or Blaney was in the 22 with uh, Brian Jones or uh, Kosowski, Blaney or Menard was driving the 22 with famed 2018 Xfinity crew chief Brian Jones, who's been okay since then, but not nearly as good. Not nearly the rising star that we thought he would be. Maybe this year, though, he'll break through when we go to a package in the Cup Series where there's less downforce and more horse power. We'll see. We'll talk about Brian Jones, I think, in a second, because Brian Jones is a crew chief with... Is he not up in the Cup Series anymore? Is he back down in the Xfinity Series? Where's Brian Jones at? Nah, I gotta look this up, don't I? Where is Brian Jones at now? Besides six feet under, rest in peace, uh, Rolling Stones. One of the best ones, for my money. I know I am unconventional in this take. This is probably a cold take to boast. But for my money, and it's my opinion, which is fine in music, the best Rolling Stones album is Her Satanic Majesty's Request. There's a heavy dose of Brian Jones, the real leader of the Rolling Stones, before they kicked him out. And they were fine after. They, you know, they went on to be a decent band after him. But they definitely became more of a rock and roll band. Whereas when Brian Jones was the leader, and definitely on Her Satanic Majesty's Request, there was that 60s like who would have not obviously he experimented with drugs a little bit too much and you can definitely feel it in the album but makes it for a really good blend of like the heart and soul rock and roll of the rolling stones counterbalanced by the psychedelic thoughtful nature of brian anyway that's the brian jones talk for the day let's talk about brian jones you're never going to get this creepy podcast done if you continue to go on tangents about Brian Jones. And now I'm talking about and I'm talking about Brian Jones when I <laughs> my brain is broken. Brian Jones is the was the bassist for the Rolling Stones. Brian Jones is not a crew chief for Prinsky. It was uh Brian Love. It's uh it's the Beach Boys getting my 60s bands mixed up. No, it's Brian Jones. No, it's uh, Brian, not Mike Love, not Mike Love, Brian, uh, Brian, I'm sorry, Brian Wilson. Oh, so, not Brian Jones, Brian Jones was not the crew chief, it was Brian Wilson was the extraordinary crew chief, and Brian Wilson is the Beach Boy singer who also had his own experiments with psychedelia. Uh, Wilson, we'll get to Wilson in a second. He's Harrison Burton's crew chief. <laughs> oh, I'm doomed. All right. We did Swiderski. Fine. Not a lot of work for Swiderski. Not a big sample size. Let's go back forward again and just look. Not a lot of reps, a lot of question marks, but maybe you're kind of excited that he was in the Xfinity series where the package might be a little bit, you know, if, if Swiderski had been in the cup series over 2019, 2020, may have actually not helped him I mean, with that package. Whereas working in the Xfinity series with less downforce and more horsepower, maybe he's, he's ready to rock. Okay. We're going to go to next is Chris Busher with Scott Graves. Busher's changed crew chiefs. We talked about this in the last podcast. Switching around with Ryan Newman. 
which was uh, Luke Lambert. Luke Lambert is now down in the Xfinity series. Man, I, talk, I probably talked about that in a different podcast, actually. Luke Lambert, who had been with, I think he had been with Busher for a couple of years, was also with RCR with Newman for years. May have jumped over to Roush with Newman, but then switched over to Busher. But now is with Gregson in the Xfinity series. Anyway, Scott Graves is who we're supposed to be talking about here with Chris Busher. Just one, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really looked up Busher's crew chief other than the video we did a couple of days ago where I noticed that like five races into the season last year, Busher changed crew chiefs to Scott Graves. Scott Graves was with Newman last year for 31 races and five races with Chris Busher. And I believe the change was the beginning of the season, end of the season. I can't remember. Well, look. Last season, Scott Graves finished with Busher, although he had started out with Ryan Newman and was with Ryan Newman the season before that. Five races into last five, six races, I suppose they make the change because they know Lambert is leaving or whoever is leaving and Graves is going to be around the next year. So they decide to go ahead and get used to Busher and Graves working together. And in their six races to close out the season, Graves and Busher earned a third place at the Roval. It's the Roval. Don't get too excited. But hey, I mean, Busher has been a very underrated road course racer. He uses pit road to help him out. He doesn't necessarily drive his way to the front, but once in the front, you can check my previous podcast or notes, he hangs on to position, which means he executes every turn. He does not get passed. He is a very underrated road course driver. Now, that might be road course specific. I know it may be Roval specific. I bet he's probably not as good at Watkins Glen. There's the 25th place at Watkins Glen, as I say that. But I think at those tight tracks where it's hard to pass, it's probably pretty good at blocking. Whatever. Third at the Roval, 21st at Fort Worth, but that package is gone, so maybe don't overreact. 12th at Kansas, 9th at Martinsville, 25th at Phoenix, and then 16th to start out the season. I don't know. Nothing really exceptional there. Let's look at Scott Graves overall throughout his entire career. 44 top 10s in 209 races. No wins. 11 top 5s. Really nothing great. You go back to 2019, halfway decent for Ryan Newman. You would expect that to be a little bit better, though. More than you know, 14 top 10s in 36 races. Eight. Uh, what was he? Suarez's crew chief in 2017 and 2018. I guess that's SHR time. Not really that great, but it's Suarez just kind of bouncing around, bringing sponsorship with him. In 36 races with Ricky Stenhouse in 2013, back when Ricky Stenhouse was supposedly still a rising star early in his career, nothing. Roush still had money back then. Not a very good year. Scott Graves not really showing as much. Can't really get too excited. Don't think there's any edge at all in knowing that Scott Graves is Chris Busher's crew chief. Kyle Busch has been Bayshore. Bayshore was the all-star JGR car crew chief. The second one. There was someone before him. Bayshore 2000. I thought he was. Yeah, 2019, he did the 18 car, and that was Harrison Burton, Kyle Busch. It looks like DeVito got that road course in there. Jeffrey Earnhardt in the 18-81. I believe those are just straight 18 races. Denny Hamlin, I think that was the 
Darlington race where he should have won. Him and Ross Chastain wreck each other. Hawksworth is probably mid-Ohio. Riley Herbst, who knows? Bayshore, who was the 18 crew chief? I can't remember who the crew chief was the year before. Much better crew chief, but had much better talent. Bayshore had the unfavorable task of having to deal with Harrison Burton, who wasn't very good. Had to have Riley Herbst, who wasn't very good. But in the seven races where Kyle Busch was in that all-star car, they won four of them, five top fives. Again, they were going to win that. Denny Hamlin led, where's it at? 27 laps. And I believe he drove through the field twice in that race, if I remember correctly. Benedetto was in second place at the end of that race. They wreck out. Finishes 27th, but you might remember him and whoever it was, they wreck up near second or third. Hawksworth finished. I mean, I, I'm not really surprised to see Hawksworth not be that good. But one of the things that you can see here is if Hawksworth qualified in second place, meaning the car was probably set up pretty good. He takes over, jumps in here with uh, when Adam Stevens exits, and they won two races together. We're going to change packages again. But, you know, working together in a similar package in 2019 in the Xfinity Series, Bush and Bayshore did pretty well. I would be excited to see. Now we've got practice. Kyle Bush has always been one of those guys. I need practice. I need to be able to give the feedback. I need to tell the team how to set the car up. He's now going to have that. And I believe that Bayshore, I don't know, though, if you want Adam Stevens, who was more combative and would fight with Bush, if that created a better dynamic and they were more, I mean, obviously that dynamic didn't work in the 2020 season where they didn't have practice. And Stevens and Bush were already at edge or were already at, on, at odds. 2021, Bayshore is clearly more deferential to Kyle Bush, and they're going to work together in practice. But maybe Stevens was better working with Bush in practice. And Stevens didn't, that relationship didn't work when they didn't have practice. It remains to be seen how Bush will do in practice type races. The two races that he won, I don't think they were practice races. We'll look, we'll pull it up. Well, I'll just go back. The two races that Kyle Bush won last season were, I can't even remember. Kyle Bush won at Kansas, not a practice race. Pocono, not a practice race. Was it the second Pocono race though? That was, I remember, because one of the guys at Monster Squad did a live bet on Kyle Busch and got huge odds and won a ton of money. That was the race where he had the mechanical issue and went uh, lap down. It looked like his race was going to be over. But then, like, the way the sequencing fell into place and everyone failed and had issues, Kyle Busch just, like, the dumbest luck won that race. He had no business winning that race whatsoever. But he did. And I know the guy that live bet that won a bunch of money when Kyle Busch lost that tire. And the odds against him were... Big time. But then I think Kyle Larson wrecked with like two laps left. The Kyle Larson wrecked with two laps left in that race. I can't remember specific. Let me pull it up. Why not? Since we're here. You're never going to get. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I think Kyle Larson wrecked in another race. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I guess everybody ran out of fuel maybe at the end of this race. I can't remember. And Bush won. Never going to get through this podcast if I keep doing that. That's been Bayshore for you. James Small. I'm not going to go over James Small. He's been awesome for Martin Truex Jr. since taking over a couple seasons ago. Adam Stevens. If you don't know Adam Stevens, that's the crew chief for Kyle Busch for years and years and years. I might as well look these guys up. All right. Let's, let's look real quick and we'll look at their history, okay? 
James Small took over for Cole Perrin. Cole Perrin left, and there really wasn't much of a fall-off at all. Without practice, putting up some pretty solid numbers. Truex and his team in the previous years were always really strong with these races. We'd love to see Cole Perrin back. Maybe he comes back because they've added a little bit more horsepower and, and less downforce. But that remains to be seen. Either way, in the limited sample size we have with James Small, he's been really strong. I mean, again, 20, what, 30, if you look at the wins, I believe all of these wins were high horsepower. Richmond, high horsepower, low downforce. Darlington, which in 2021 was high horsepower, low downforce. Martinsville, high horsepower, low downforce. Phoenix, high horsepower, low downforce. Martinsville, high horsepower, low downforce. 2022 package is closer to that than to the 550 package. All right, next one I want to look up is Adam Stevens, who I always call Justin Alexander for whatever reason. I don't know why. I'm sorry. Adam Stevens with Kyle Busch, won a ton of races, and they hated each other, which whatever. 29 race wins. He has been with Christopher Bell last two seasons. They won the road course at Daytona. Seven top fives last year, 16 top tens. Not bad for the first year together. Not bad for Christopher Bell not getting any practice. I believe sky's the limit for Christopher Bell. You take downforce away, Christopher Bell's going to run better. You add horsepower, Christopher Bell's going to run better. You give practice to a JGR car, they're going to run better. You give Adam Stevens practice, he's probably going to get more out of his driver. You can see him having this incredible run here with Kyle Busch. They won a championship together. He looks like the real deal. For real. And did he spend any time in the Xfinity Series? Yeah, got plenty of reps here in the Xfinity Series as well for JGR. Worked his way up. Nine wins with Joey Logano in 2012. I wonder if he won an Xfinity Championship. I imagine he probably did win. Didn't qualify, I guess, for the championship in the Xfinity Series because those guys were in the Cup Series at that time and he couldn't win the championship. But those are some pretty dominant performances. Adam Stevens knows his stuff. You know that Adam Stevens knows his stuff. Okay, we don't need to spend more time. Brian Wilson, without further ado, we finally got to the Beach Boy and not the now dead and dead for quite a while, uh, Rolling Stones bassist, Brian Jones. And not to be confused with Brian Jonestown Massacre. Brian Wilson, Cup Series, not a lot of experience in the Cup Series. We're going to see what he can do with Harrison Burton and Wood Brothers. Brian Wilson in the Xfinity series has spent the last couple. Why did I think that Harrison Burton was going to be oh, I got something confused? So he has been with Austin Cindric the last three seasons. They won a championship together, won a bunch of races. He's been great. Before that, he did the all-star ride for Cindric or for Penske and they were great in 2018 they were great DFS plays. 2019, full-time Austin Cindric slides into the 22 car. Not bad. Those were road course wins. Then we see him come into his own in 2020. Goes on the hot streak in the middle of summer. Has a decent year last year as well. Wilson, I don't know. Um, here's the thing, though. Wilson's been working with a low downforce, high horsepower car. And I know that's a bit of an exaggeration, but he's been working with the Xfinity car. I would imagine that the adjustment would be relatively smooth. The problem is how connected, as always, is the Wood Brothers car with Pinsky? How is that alliance? Is it close? Obviously, when Ryan Blaney was with Wood Brothers, it was pretty close. 
when Paul Menard was driving for Wood Brothers, it didn't seem like they were that embedded. When Matt DiBenedetto was driving for the Wood Brothers in the 21 car, the Penske Alliance didn't seem that close. What's the story going to be with Harrison Burton? If I had to guess right now, gun to my head, I would I would be pretty confident in saying that I expect Harrison Burton to be basically one of the Penske guys. If that were not the case, if Harrison Burton was out on his own planet, kind of the way Paul Menard was, if it was a satellite team in the way that Matt DiBenedetto was, then Brian Wilson, who clearly has demonstrated he's a very solid, very talented crew chief, would not have been marooned on that planet, would not have been excommunicatoed, excommunicated, to Harrison Burton's team. Uh, if I'm Brian Wilson, after paying my dues and demonstrating with 23 Xfinity wins and an Xfinity championship that, hey, I know what I'm doing. Oh, you're going to send me off to Wood Brothers with Harrison Burton? I think there might be a couple other openings out there. Adios. So there has to be some sort of agreement in Penske that this is another Penske car. Otherwise, I don't see Brian Wilson going along with this. Just don't. Another thing is Austin Sendrick got moved up to the two car. Now, Jerry Bollins was already in the two car. Well, Jerry Bollins got moved. So, yeah, Jerry Bollins was in the two car. He gets moved over to, where the hell is he? You know, Sendrick's going into the two car with Bollins. So I guess that, I mean, so the obvious step would be, all right, we're going to move Cindric up. Well, let's move his crew chief with him, right? Brian Wilson. So obviously that didn't happen because the two cars already in place with Bullens. So there really wasn't a place for Wilson to do that. I still think, though, if it wasn't a connected team, he would have gotten shown the door. Uh, Paul Wolf. I'll just pull him up. But Paul Wolf's been around forever. You know Paul Wolf. Paul Wolf, won a championship together. He jumped over to Joey Logano. Joey Logano and Paul Wolf have been pretty good. Joey Logano and Todd Gordon won a championship together. Todd Gordon might be, I don't know. It's hard-pressed hard to say which crew chief is better for my money. Todd Gordon or Paul Wolf. Both are great. Both have won championships. Paul Wolf hasn't won a lot lately. But I imagine as we get back to practice again, we're going to see Logano. But even though Logano, about three wins a race, it's fine. We'll see what happens. A little bit too early to decide, but there, everything you need to know about Paul Wolf is on the screen. I don't need to go through explaining to you who Paul Wolf is. Robert Barker, don't know who this guy is. Worth looking up. Who is Robert Barker? I've got to get moving. We're never going to get through these guys. So. Unfortunately, some of these guys are just not going to get much screen time. Robert Barker for Bubba Wallace. When you see some of these old careers, like, ah, this is not a good sign. He's been around forever. The last time he was getting full-time work was with Casey Mears in the Cup Series. That's the Geico team. That does not better get that Geico for your money. Not good, right? The Geico team, yeah, it was underfunded. Yes, it was a small team, Geico Germain, but... Can't get excited about that. He did some work with Bubba last year. Did he do anything in the Xfinity Series? Patrick Compatier. That's 2010. Yeah, um, I don't know how he got into this car. He did eight races with Bubba last season. 
They won the Talladega race. Who was the who was Bubba's crew chief before that? Let's see if that pulls it up the way that that does not pull it up the way that I want. This should pull it up the way that I want. His crew chief was Mike Wheeler. Maybe Wheeler went back into a top tier um, crew chief organizational position. That Michael Wheeler was Hamlin's old crew chief. And then now he's working for Hamlin's team. It was like a racing operations guy. Now he is not the crew chief. They're handing it over to Robert Barker, who doesn't really exude much confidence. Rudy Fugel, if you're not aware, I'm not going to look up Rudy Fugel. I talked too much about him. Rudy Fugel is awesome in the truck series and has been pretty good for William Byron. Trent Owens. Where have I seen Trent Owens? I know we've looked up Trent Owens before. Junior Motorsports, maybe? Where was Trent Owens at? He is now Justin Haley's crew chief at Colleague. Trent Owens, I think he was Xfinity Series, maybe. Cup Series, he did Eric Almirola for RPM for 2014, 15, 16. Got that Daytona win once upon a time. Had some okay races at Richmond, I believe, sprinkled in here. Did full-time for JTG Jordery. JTG Jordery, Chris Busher. Some with Almendinger, again with Busher. Looks like he may have was Busher. Yeah. And then so he's with JTG Daughtery. They have now downsized. Priest is gone. Remember, JTG Daughtery is only one team. And so he lost his job and he's going to come over to Justin Haley. Not a promotion. Maybe not even, I guess, a lateral step. That's who Trent Owens is. Not exciting whatsoever. Did some Xfinity work way back. Not terrible, but you know who Chris Buescher was. Uh, and around a 20th place driver. And we know where Ryan Priest was, around a 25th place driver. Now you have Justin Haley. Probably going to be JTG Daughtery Part 2. Maybe he's a little bit better than, if I had to guess right now, where I stand with Trent Owens as crew chief. A little bit better than Priest. A little less than Chris Buescher. Okay, Blake Harris. Don't know this guy, so we will look up Blake Harris. Who is Blake Harris for Michael McDowell in Front Row Motorsports? Is he the next WizKid crew chief? Probably not. Has he been working with Michael McDowell a lot lately? Don't know anything about him. Blake Harris has two cup races under his belt. Did one for Truex a year ago, and then he got a job with Michael McDowell, and that's it. He has never done anything. I'm assuming he is an engineer or had something to do with JGR. He did one, a part-time spot for Michael McDowell as a crew chief, Michael Martin Truex Jr. So in 2020, he subbed as a crew chief for Martin Truex Jr. And that was in the Texas race. I'm assuming Truex's team got suspended for breaking some sort of rule and guys got kicked out and, or maybe it was a baby situation and Blake Harris had to become the crew chief. And that means Blake Harris had some sort of role for the years at JGR engineer, top, whatever. He's not going to have any stats because he wasn't a crew chief, but it could be four, five, 10, 17, 100 years. We don't know how long he had been with JGR, but the assumption is he had spent years learning with JGR and now has gotten a promotion. Be interesting to see what he does now that he has the reins. Got a top 10 in his first ever race at Front Row Motorsports. It's a plate race, but still, they had fast pit stops, remember? Not that he was actually changing tires. 
All right, Todd Gill and Seth Barber. Who is the barber? The other front row car. Or Barbour, Barbour, Barber. It's Barber. Gotta be. Seth Barber. Who was our other front row motorsports crew chief? He has been in the Cup Series for what looks like Rick Ware. Uh, then he did John Hernie Matek 2020, Alfredo. And yeah, just the, the secondary front row motorsports car. Well, actually, that was Matt Tift as well. But, or Matt Tift was front row, I believe. David Reagan was, I think that was. Yeah, that was that because he had the, the brain issue and had to get out of the car. I believe he was going to run a full season there in 2012. Yeah, Bob Jenkins. So. He has been with Front Row Motorsports for quite some time. That was Front Row as well. These are all Front Row. Landon Castle, I just have forgotten about that. That was a long time ago. David Reagan, Front Row Motorsports. So he's been with them for six years. Before those six years, did he pay his dues in the Xfinity Series? He did. Going for Ryan Reed. Remember Ryan Reed in that Roush car, one at uh, Daytona? Oh, my gosh. And he did the Bubba Wallace cars before Bubba Wallace went bankrupt. And, oh, no! Wait, wait this is before that. I saw Ty Majeski and I saw 2017 and I knew Roush and I thought, was he the guy behind the 60 car? The dreaded cursed 60 car. No, it wasn't. He was the guy who was crew chiefing Bubba Wallace's 2017 Xfinity team. And I think they went bankrupt that year, right? And they just, was it 2017 or was it 2018? Whichever year it was. Um, he's been around for a while. He's got experience. Nothing to write home about by any means. So Seth Barber. Surprised they don't know his name. But then again, it's like, how often have you, have you thought of, who's Anthony Alfredo's crew chief? Who is John Hunter Nemechek's crew chief? Mike Shiplett for Cole Custer. These guys have been together for a while. They were together in the Xfinity Series when they won a bunch of races. Shiplett was the crew chief for that 42 Chip Ganassi DC Solar Ponzi scheme. But say what you want about the finances of Chip Ganassi, which probably not very good if he's had to sell all of his equipment and focus mainly on um, his failed racetrack. No, that's Penske. Uh, Chip Ganassi is... is Formula One team or his IndyCar team, whatever he's doing. IndyCar. DC Solar Scam aside, that 42 car was fast. But it's easy to build a, a fast car when you're using uh, counterfeit money. It wasn't counterfeit money, but they were definitely cashing checks, someone along the line. Anyway, Shiplett was with that team. Shiplett then jumped over to Cole Custer, and they had a great Xfinity run. And they uh, elevated to the Cup Series together. Really haven't done much. So we go down to the... Shiplett got his career started with Patrick Compatier. Did some work here and there with Reed Sorensen. Looks like uh, A.J. Allmendinger, 36 races for Penske. And then 2019, 19 races. That was when, was I at that race? Remember when A.J. Allmendinger got fired for, maybe it was Adderall. Maybe it was some other substance. Who knows? He got canned at Daytona. And uh, was it Kazlowski took over? Shortly thereafter, I can't remember. It's hard to keep all those dates together. Um, so that was his cup experience. Xfinity Series, off and on. Brad Sweet popping up on the board again. Kyle Larson, 2015. There it is. So he becomes the CGR guy in the Xfinity Series. Is there for Kyle Larson, 2015. Brendan Poole does some work there. Kyle Larson, 42 car. Justin Marks gets a win in that 42 car. Alex Bowman got a win in that 42 car. How about that? 
I don't remember that one at all. Well, let's look that up. Charlotte, 2017, 42 car. Hendrick Connection there. Mike Shiplett, that's... Don't remember. Um, Kyle Larson, three wins, tons of wins. Tyler Reddick got a part-time win. Ross Chastain got a part-time win. And remember, he also lost that Darlington race where him and Kevin Harvick were fighting each other. Kyle Larson, four wins in six races in 2018 in that 42 car. You always played the 42 car in Xfinity. Even John Hunter Nemechek got a 42 win with Shiplett. Shiplett knew he was in seven wins with Cole Custer. Awesome in the Xfinity series. Now, stop. Think about this. Has Shiplett and Custer struggled in the Cup Series? Yes, they have. Custer was a rookie in 2020, no practice. Second year, 2021, again, no practice. But the bigger underlying story is those are High downforce, low horsepower package. You go back to a car where Shiplet had more horsepower and less downforce, which was the Xfinity Series, 24 race wins. Shiplet was pretty strong. Now, he had great equipment. That 42 car for CGR was great. And that SHR double zero car was great. But... He seemed to know how to set up a car with less downforce and more horsepower. We could see Custer take a step forward. Don't know, but it's something to look at. Shiplet was a star crew chief at one point in time. Jerame, Jerame? Imagine that's Jeremy spelled not how it's... <laughs> I hope it's Jerame. There's no way it's Jerame. I don't know. Donnelly could be Irish. It could be Jerame Donnelly. It could be some sort of Irish name. I'm like one... Eighth Irish. Obviously not the Dietrich part. But uh, yeah, it's Jerame. It's definitely Jerame Donnelly. Black Donnelly. All right. Jerame Donnelly. Don't know anything about this dude. It's probably Jeremy. That's also how some... I'm not going to say anything mean, but that's not how you spell Jeremy. Uh, one race with Ty Dillon. He has no experience whatsoever. What was this one experience? It was this year and I don't know. Nothing for this guy. Petty GMS. There it is. Can't do any. I'm, I'll Google search Jerame Donnelly. See if we can find out anything about this guy's history. Real quick, just looking at the screen. I'm going to read an article. Statesville, North Carolina. Jerame Donnelly joins GMS Racing. Prior to joining... C, oh, so he's with CGR. Donnelly spent nine years at CGR as an engineer on the 42 with drivers Ross Chastain, Matt Kenseth, and Kyle Larson. As I've said over and over and over, the CGR equipment was holding back Kyle Larson. It was the problem. So here's the guy that was the problem. I don't expect much from him. Now, he can only do so much as well, right? If he's the engineer... Um, he can only work with the equipment that's given him. So let's not throw Jerome. Let's look at his picture. Yeah, it looks like a Jeremy. <laughs> looks like a Jeremy. What are you expecting to see a guy with like red hair and freckles? If it was a guy with red hair and freckles, then yeah, it probably would have been Jerome Dunley. 
from North Ulster. He's, he's from, um, we'll just stop. Dave Allen's Eric Jones. We're almost there, folks. Thanks for bearing with me. I feel like the days where I had to do one of the lectures that I was covering something I really didn't want to cover. That was really long, really dreaded. Tell them, like, just say, we're almost there, guys. Bear with me. We've almost covered everything. I've got to because the state says I've got to talk about this. You might run into a question on the exam, but I'm not allowed to not cover this. I know it, but I just got to get through it. We're almost there. Hang with me. It's like 2.40 in the afternoon. The air conditioning is out. People are sweating. You're like, oh my God, this is the worst lesson ever. Just bear with me. We're almost done. And once we cover it, we will never talk about it again. And I promise I'm not going to put any questions on the quiz about this one, but I got to cover it. I'm sorry. Dave Ellens. Ellens was the crew chief with Noah Gregson. Uh, I don't know. He, so he's been with Junior Motorsports. He's moved up. Luke Lampert is now the crew chief for Noah Gregson in the Xfinity Series. Dave Ellens, halfway decent crew chief. He's going to jump up with Eric Jones. The equipment's not going to be get great at RPM GMS. But maybe if you want to root for Eric Jones and GMS, Pat, you can say that, well, at least Dave Ellens has been working with a low-downforce, high-horsepower car over the last couple seasons. And maybe the fact that he even got wins and top tens out of Noah Gregson. Depends on what your take is on Noah Gregson. If you're Cruz and you think Gregson's good, then maybe Ellens was holding him back. But if you're more like me and say that I don't think Gregson's that good and the fact that he got these wins and these top tens might reveal that maybe Dave Ellens is a group good crew chief. And it's possible that you put Dave Ellens with Eric Jones. They may not win any races. They may not earn consistent top fives. They may not earn any top fives at all, but they could surprise on a given week. And they're definitely at least going to open your eyes a little bit to the possibility that it's a strong value play or a, a contrarian value play when Jones starts too close to the front. Billy Scott for Kurt Busch in 23-11 racing. Billy Scott, Ben. Sounds like a familiar name. Obviously, I can't type in just Scott. We're going to pull up that. Billy Scott. William Scott. Bilbo Scottens. Billy Scott. Cup Series. Vickers for MWR. Boyer looks like 18 races for MWR. Then he does some work with Moffitt. Where was Moffitt? Was it BK Racing? Brett Moffitt, former Cup Series Rookie of the Year. But man, you look at the year that he won Rookie of the Year. Pretty rough. That's probably BK Racing right there. Vickers, Waltrip, Danica for four years. Oh, that's where Billy Scott was. So four years, two years with Danica Patrick. Then he does a Kurt Busch year. Then he jumps over Daniel Suarez's year. Not great. They do have some experience together. And they had some experience in a low downforce, high horsepower race car. But if he was a top-tier crew chief, probably would have gotten more out of Danica Patrick. I know, maybe she wasn't that good. But you would have expected him to get a little bit more other than one top 10 in two years. wonder where that one top 10 was. Probably a player race. Not very exciting there. Brian Patty. He was with Biffle for years. He was with Stenhouse at Roush followed Stenhouse over to JTG Daughtery. I don't, God knows why they went together or why JTG brought him over. 
Someone believes in Brian Patty. Not really me. Um, he's been around forever. That's usually a hallmark of some of these crew chiefs being a little too long in the teeth. Uh, Clint Boyer with those RCR days. He's been with Stenhouse forever. He's with Biffle that one season. They did get those two plate wins. Not really a long storied career. Blast from the past. Crew chief for JPM Juan Pablo Montoya. How about that? We miss you, JPM. Boy, do we miss you. Those are the glory days. Xfinity Series. Yeah. So, Brian Patty. Yeah, in Brian Patty's defense, these have not been great cars. This 2016 Biffle car was not good. Stenhouse's equipment was not good at all. And the Stenhouse equipment hasn't been great. But you think by now they would have adapted and at least become a little bit more consistent. They did show some signs over the last couple seasons. But the times where Stenhouse looked like he was improving was in the high downforce, low horsepower package. I don't know. You throw another change at them. But it's quite possible that with JTG Daughtery downsizing, which this is one of the things that I'm always adamant and I am an outspoken proponent for teams downsizing. Taking your resources, instead of trying to stretch those resources over two, three teams, take what you have and try to funnel it, focus it on one or two cars. Go downward. And we could quite possibly see JTG, I hate saying this name. God, I wish they would go out of business. Just take them all away because I hate saying Brad Daughtery. I hate saying JTG. Dory, worst name ever. Rebrand it. The, it's it's remarkable that the the car that's branded with a thousand different logos that has sponsors all over that understands branding brands itself as JTG Dory, the toughest, most complicated, confusing, hardest name to say. Change the name or go out of business, so I don't have to say it anymore. But I don't believe that they are going to go out of business. They're probably going to be really successful. And thus, they'll never change their name because they have downsized. And they're going to take their resources and funnel it all into one driver. And that driver's name is Recky Spinhouse Jr. That's the one guy you're going to keep? Well, who was the other option? Ryan Priest? Okay, well, it's going to be Recky Spinhouse. If it's between Ryan Priest and Stenhouse, it's Stenhouse, Stenhouse, Stenhouse. Now, this might be the only time... Going back to Stenhouse's Xfinity Series days. Sure, Stenhouse at the beginning of his career, it looked like they were funded at Roush, but it looks like maybe they weren't. If he is the guy, if all the resources are going into Stenhouse and he is the focus, Brian Patty's not an idiot. If Brian Patty was an idiot, he wouldn't have been a 493-time crew chief. Maybe, quite possibly, this could be the year for Stenhouse. This could be the Patty resurgence. Finally, that really is an Irish name right there. We'll see. Greg Ives is the Alex Bowman crew chief. Greg Ives was with uh, Dale Jr. He was with Hendrick for years before that in a lower role, like as a whatever guy. There it is. He comes full-time with Dale Jr. They never won a race together. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They won a Daytona race. Yeah, they won the, the first ever DraftKings Fantasy NASCAR contest at Daytona. Now, that was the old style format. I was there. I watched that race. It's where Austin Dillon went into the crowd. And he also won a race at Pocono that season, and he won at Martinsville. 
and I didn't go to Martinsville. I lived down the road, but we were, and I didn't even get to watch the race because we were dealing with car issues all day. It was a disaster. What a nightmare. It's supposed to be a routine fix, and it turned out to be like a month-long debacle. But it ultimately led it to us getting better cars, so that worked out well for us. But man, that was a mess of a day. But I missed his Martinsville win. I can't believe it. Oh, no, it wasn't Martinsville. It was, uh, well, no, he did win at Martinsville. He won at, um, won at Martinsville, won at Daytona, won at Phoenix. He won that rain-shortened race at Phoenix. The Pocono wins were way before that. Those were with Steve Letarte. Uh, takes over Alex Bowman. All right, there you go. Ives has been around for quite some time. And then this was like, uh, you know, when Dale Jr. had the concussion issue, uh, did some part-time work with Alex Bowman and Jeff Gordon. Right? Wait, I'm now thinking that uh, Dale Jr.'s win might be right. Yeah, that's right. Or am I wrong? It might be. Oh, boy. So I'm thinking that might be the Jeff Gordon win. It was poking up. No. Yeah, no. The Dale Jr. Martinsville win was 2014. 2015 was, I was at that Martinsville race. That's where Jeff Gordon won his final race because then he retires, but then he comes out of retirement and does some part-time work. Got to keep it all straight. That's why this podcast never gets done because I'm always thinking about this stuff, but whatever. All right, we're almost there. Billy Plord for Cody Ware. Well, I might as well look it up. We're this far in. I implore you to look up Billy Plord. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Whatever. If I am not, from Barrington, New Hampshire. Uh, the Great Barrington Declaration. I'm assuming that's Barrington, New Hampshire is where the Great Bar- Great Barrington's a town now. Barrington, New Hampshire might be completely different than the town Great Barrington. Great Barrington probably is in Connecticut. Let me Google that up. People are probably saying, why do I care? Yeah, Great Barrington's in Massachusetts. So, all right. I'm getting myself distracted. RC, not RC, Rick Ware Racing. He did the crew chiefing duty last season. All right, fine. Crew chief for Rick Ware last year. Crew chief for Rick Ware this year. Did he do anything special? No top 10s. Average finish of 31.2. Smithley, Gase. Yeah, it's not good. But what do we expect? Josh Balicki with Kevin Bellacourt. Inspire Motorsports. He's in the 77 this week as opposed to uh, Landon Castle. Right? Spire's only got one card, don't they? No, they've got two. They got the other one with Corey LaJoy. But he's in the 77 this week. They don't have three, do they? Yeah, no Castle this week. 77, Josh Balicki. And what's the guy's name? Bellacourt. In Latin, that translates to War Court. No, I don't know. Don't know. All right. 36 races. Cup Series. 
He was uh, Justin Haley's crew chief last season in the Cup Series, Xfinity Series. Did a couple there. Looks like he was with Ben Rhodes, Justin Haley, Justin Haley. So he's been with Justin Haley for quite some time, and looks like they shipped him off, sent him down the road packing. He also did Derek Krause work at the same time. So he was doing Derek Krause in 2020. Was he with anyone else in 2020? No. So he did Haley, jumped over to Krause, and then last season jumped back to Haley in the Cup Series. I mean, he's okay. Got a couple wins here with Justin Haley. I believe that was GMS, if I remember correctly. Not bad. I don't know. I don't think it's going to matter. I uh, can't imagine he's going to do anything. And uh, the last guy we'll look up, but we'll look up Travis Mack here for Dan Suarez. I'm not going to look up Lee Leslie for BJ McLeod. I'm sorry. My apologies, BJ McLeod. I'm trying to remember where Travis Mack has been. Travis Mack. Why do we know Travis Mack? Did two races for Junior in 17, 15 with Casey Kane in 18. Did a full season with Daniel Suarez last year. And then one race. So he was with Trackhouse last season. Before that, there it is. All right, that's the connection, right? So he was with Hendrick here in 17 and 18. And 18 and 19, he goes down and becomes Michael Annette's crew chief in 2019. Michael Annette's crew chief in 2020. He gets replaced by Bumgarner. Bumgarner becomes Michael Annette's crew chief in 2021 and then wins that race with Josh Barry. But Travis Mack was there before Bumgarner. They won the Daytona race. I was never really impressed with Annette in the Xfinity Series. Always thought he should have gotten more out of his equipment. Maybe part of the problem was Travis Mack not being a great crew chief. Um, I would imagine if Travis Mack were a really good crew chief for Junior Motorsports, probably would have gotten promoted. If Travis Mack were an exceptional crew chief at Junior Motorsports, they wouldn't have let him go. Uh, I don't I mean, I know that this is a step up to go to the Cup Series, but it's to Trackhouse. I know Trackhouse has money and it's an opportunity and they, you know, it's a kind of a big deal. But the fact that Junior Motorsports didn't hang on to him, the fact that Hendrick didn't hang on to him, they're like, all right, you got a better deal, you take it, you know. I'm not a big – let's just look and see what he did. What did Travis Mack and Suarez do? They are okay. Now, actually, if you look at the middle of the summer races in the low-down force, high-horsepower races, there's four races that weren't short tracks or short flat tracks. We're talking about – Two at Darlington, we're talking about Dover, and the other one being Nashville. Kind of different racetracks all over the place. But those are more intermediate track leaning than short track. Okay, you following with me? So they're a little bit more like intermediate tracks. A little bit more like the package we're going to be racing this year. So what did Travis Mack do in those races? Those were halfway decent races for... Uh, Daniel Suarez, his real rating rank, which is, you know, the calculation I do where I look at all the different lap datas and run calculations, he had about a top 20 ranking. It was a .53 rating. He was really good in the Nashville race and had a really good Dover race. Now, I know Dover is its own thing, but still, if you want to have a little bit of faith in Daniel Suarez and you want to have a little faith in Travis Mack, at least in those low downforce races at the tracks that were tending leaning towards internet i'm not saying that you got a plan but like hey maybe there's some hope maybe there's some optimism there maybe there's a silver lining 
Other than that, obviously not a big fan of Travis Mack. I don't see the data here that shows it. And, and just uh, a priori, you look at the facts and follow the reasoning and, and the deduction of if you were good, Junior doesn't let him go. If he were good, Hendrick doesn't let him go. If he were good, there's been opportunities for him to slot into other drive cars. I mean, I don't really see this as, oh, Trackhouse poached him. And he's okay. He's not going to turn Suarez into a great car driver. But, you know, not bad. We'll see what happens. I would not say I'm never playing him by any means. That does it. We did it somehow, guys. You and me together. Now, that was a long podcast, and there's no way I might need to chop that up. But thank you for joining me. Fantasy NASCAR podcast number whatever this is. As always, raceforthepriz.com. That's raceforthepriz.com. You can see on your screen. That'll get you to everything. Hit the like button on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Amazon Music and all those things. And then last but not least, please consider supporting this podcast. Please consider supporting the work and effort that I'm trying to put in to help you become a better fantasy NASCAR player or just a better NASCAR fan to the people that might just be NASCAR guys listening, wanting to hear about crew chiefs. Who else is going to spend hours talking about crew chiefs? No one, because no one else is a lunatic. But I am a lunatic. And I am also going to be Pierce Dietrich, the most viewed fantasy NASCAR analyst. And I, Pierce Dietrich, will be a top-selling Amazon author. I, Pierce Dietrich, will become a top-selling Amazon author. (laughs) And I, Pierce Dietrich, am a crazy person, but I don't care. Hope I'm helping you out. Hope you're enjoying the crazy. Maybe I gave you some information that's going to help you. If I did, like, subscribe, share. Go to raceforthepriz.com. Go to patreon.com slash DFS. That's patreon.com slash DFS. I guess we're going to get back in the habit of doing this one, aren't we? Let's trip the lights fantastic.